And welcome once again to another edition of A Plain Answer right here at Redeemer Broadcasting. I'm Dan Elmendorf, and joining me in the studio today is the Reverend Mark Diedrich. Good to be here. Merry Christmas, Dan. Oh, thank you. Same to you, Mark. (laughs) (laughs) And Dr. John Vance. Hello, everyone. Hey, fellas, it's good to have you here. Um, This is a wonderful time of the year. Sometimes I get a little down on myself because uh, it's just so busy trying to keep up with the broadcasting aspect of things. But um, praise the Lord. You know, our Lord Jesus Christ came to this world, and this is the time of year we look forward uh, every single year, and reviewing that and enjoying it, the fact that Jesus has come. Uh, this word of Advent, uh, I know that uh, last Lord's Day, let me think, was the uh, second Sunday of Advent. Tomorrow will be the third Sunday. Uh, John Vance, could you get us started in helping us appreciate this whole time frame of Advent? Advent is a wonderful word. and It, uh, it means uh, a revelation, a happening. Uh, and there are three words that describe the coming of Christ in the New Testament. Uh, Advent, there's epiphany, which means an appearing and then there is a parousia, which means the arrival of a king. And in various places in the scripture in Greek, one of those three words will be used mm-hmm. with respect to the coming of Christ. Mm. And we we celebrate Advent. It's actually a season. It's four weeks leading up to Christmas Day. And mm. so the four Sundays preceding Christmas are the four Sundays of Advent, first, second, third, and fourth. And what it does is is prepare our hearts once again to focus upon the person and work of Jesus Christ. Sure. And between Advent and Easter, of course, uh, I focus on the great events that took place. Jesus came into the world to mm-hmm. seek and to save the lost. Uh, then, of course, it culminates in his uh, Good Friday when he dies on the cross to save us from our sins, and then Easter Sunday when he's raised from the dead. Mm-hmm. But I focus on his baptism, some of his miracles, some of his parables that he mm. teaches during that time, mm. because he is a great prophet, priest, and king. Mm-hmm. And it gives me an opportunity myself in my preaching to go through those uh, roles that Jesus had as a, the only mediator between us and mm-hmm. God. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think that's really a, a good thing, you know, that we have an Advent season. A, a lot of the Old Testament celebrations were not just one day, but they were kind of uh, a week or a season of of celebration. And very often, you know, when we just focus on Christmas, it's like a it's there one day and then mm-hmm. it's gone. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's and true. And this this whole idea of Advent is that we we have a real season when we, we can really ponder the incarnation. And then, of course, the second coming of Jesus Christ. And, of course, how else can you enjoy all the great Christmas music unless that's, you have more than one right. day? That's right. Yeah, there is. A, <laughs> and all the great Christmas food, and that's why. <laughs> yeah, that's my problem. Yes, exactly. Well, today we're talking about Advent, this entire season. And uh, we also want to talk about the coming, again, of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. It is indeed the blessed hope. Uh, John Vance, I know some time ago, uh, I think I posted a sermon of yours to the uh, website of uh, Westminster Presbyterian Church, and your sermon title, as I recall, was Be Alert. Mm-hmm. Be Alert was the name mm-hmm. of it. And uh, I really enjoyed the way that you dealt with the second coming of Jesus. 
you were cautious. You did not want to speculate in areas where God had not revealed his word to us. And uh, if there's anything that, that, can I say it, ticks me off more, Mm -hmm. (laughs) is these preachers getting up on TV or whatever and um, having an hour-long speculation that's not even based in Scripture concerning the second coming of Jesus. Uh, the scriptures uh, say to us not to speculate above that which is written and clear. Yeah. yeah. And being uh, a student of John Calvin as well as other reformers, uh, Calvin was scrupulous in obeying that. Mm-hmm. And uh, he would not speculate. And uh, when he did or was drawn out, he would clearly underline the fact that this is just an opinion. This is not yes. necessarily the word of God. It's an opinion. And he drew... A sharp, broad line, if you will, a broad mm. line, a bright line, I should say, between what do the scriptures declare and what does my mind uh, in the way of forming an opinion on that. And yes. so, yes, I, I want to be careful in my preaching. Yeah, I appreciated that uh, sermon in particular. This is Advent, the season of Advent, and uh, we have to take a break shortly, but uh, Mark, you had a comment there. We do have to be very careful, and I guess, uh, John, you, you you didn't figure that Jesus was coming back in May, and you hadn't <laughs> oh, predicted that. <laughs> now, that's going to take until after the break. You sure you want to go there? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, we should but deal with it. that. Uh, uh, well, let's do that. Let's do that. We'll take a short break. Today on A Plain Answer, you're listening to a discussion of the Advent season, and also, in particular, the second coming of Jesus Christ. Stay with us. We'll be right back. We'll be right back with our program in just a minute. Now a reminder that your gifts to this ministry enable us to bring you thoughtful, Christ-centered programming 24 hours a day. Would you prayerfully consider helping us with a tax-deductible gift this month? Redeemer Broadcasting is a 501c3 not-for-profit broadcast ministry. We're entirely listener-supported and have no advertisements. If you would like to help support us this month, and perhaps in the future, our mailing address is Redeemer Broadcasting, Post Office Box 1520, Olive Bridge, New York, 12461. Once again, Redeemer Broadcasting, Post Office Box 1520, Olive Bridge, New York, 12461. Stay with us now for the second half of our program.
And welcome back. You're tuned to A Plain Answer right here at Redeemer Broadcasting. Today we're talking about Advent and what it means. And uh, while the mic was closed, and John, you were getting a sip of your water there, mm-hmm. um, we were talking about what it really means, and uh, we also want to discuss more about the second coming of Christ. So maybe you could get us started this side of the break. Advent uh, uh, grew up, uh, of course, in church history. You don't find it in the Bible as such, the Old nor the New Testament, but you do find the observance of seasons. In fact, there were three great pilgrim feasts in Israel when uh, uh, families would go up to Jerusalem to celebrate three times a year uh, Pentecost, Passover, and and, uh, Tabernacles. And they would go up and celebrate uh, these great seasons of the year. Well, in church history, Advent grew up uh, as an anticipation of the celebration of Christmas. But what is curious is that uh, we focus not only on the first coming of Christ, but uh, the the second coming as well in leading up to Advent. Mm -hmm. You know, Jesus' comings, if you will, even though they are separated by time, his first and his second, in one sense, you do violence, if I can use that word, to who Jesus is and what he accomplished if you if you look at them as two separate events. I am so glad to hear you say that, because I think um, sometimes the, the scriptures are written that way, and we immediately try to fall into, we or I do, fall into the trap saying, okay, is this the first coming, is this the second coming? And maybe it wasn't mm-hmm. really written that way. This is if interesting. If you go back and read Isaiah, he's mm. treating both events yeah. almost in the same breath at right. times. Uh, his coming as a child, but also his coming as a conquering king. Yes. The first time he comes as a suffering servant, the second time he comes without sin and to salvation mm. and to judge the worlds. Yeah, and just because a few thousand years intervene to God in terms of eternity, that's nothing. That's nothing, is it? Yeah. yeah. It's um, it's all one, one goal, one purpose, one mm. uh, sovereign design. Mm. And there can be no second coming without a first coming That's in this right. case. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, he had to be born. He had to take our side, our flesh, mm. our blood, our okay. sin, in order to deliver yeah. us. Yeah. And then he has to come again to mm-hmm. to uh, to judge with righteousness. And, and there's a sense also, uh, if we only had the Old Testament scriptures, and John, I think I've heard you mention this before, if that's all we had, you know, and and we didn't have God's Holy Spirit in us, certainly, um, we really wouldn't see very clearly uh, the and understand about Messiah coming as easy as we think we understand it. This side of the mm-hmm. incarnation, yeah. uh, it's it's like the um, it's like the eyes are blinded, and um, when we when we receive Christ, when we have faith in Jesus Christ. It really does open up um, our understanding of what God was doing in those early days leading up to Jesus Christ's first coming. Amen to that. Uh, There's no question that uh, the first and second coming together unfolds a richness of our understanding, Mm -hmm. uh, even of Christmas, to know that that one who was born the weak and helpless babe uh, is also that one who holds all things together and comes at the end of history, if you will, mm. to claim his own. Yeah, that's right. And and that he's coming in triumphantly. Some Sundays ago, we were looking at uh, Isaiah 64, 
where he says, oh, that you might rend the heavens and oh, come, yes. you know, just looking at yes. the mess this world is and uh, yes. how Christ comes in the first case to redeem it. And the world was a mess then, <laughs> a big mess mm-hmm. uh, right then. Uh, of course, the world is a mess right now. Mm-hmm. And oh, that Christ would come. And, and he may come. He may come. His uh, second coming and the final judgment, he may come in the sense of a a great awakening as he's come throughout history. I've heard you mention that before, and I appreciate that too. Um, In in that sense, in terms of God's um, revivals and great awakenings, he comes multiple times to meet with the people, doesn't he? Yeah. Uh, It's not uh, the quote-unquote second coming, but it's... uh, I suppose you could say intermediate uh, meeting with his people and wooing and drawing them to himself. Well, every time there's a great movement of the Spirit of God in history, mm-hmm. uh, it is the the work of Christ. In yeah, fact, yeah, what yeah. is interesting is there are times when the Spirit of God can also be referred to just a few sentences away as the Spirit of Christ. Mm-hmm. So where the Spirit of the Lord is, of course, uh, we quote. We we're talking about Martin Luther before, mm-hmm. uh, uh, off the air, and um, uh, Luther. Luther said, "Wherever uh, the Spirit of the Lord is, not only is there liberty, but there is the gospel preached." Oh, yes. Mm. Hear my little laptop computer making a noise in the background. So hopefully that didn't get over the air too much. Mm. <laughs> I get messages sent to us all the time here at the uh, studio. Um, what about the second coming? Um, as Christians, we're to anticipate, and it's just a natural thing. It's not like somebody has to tell us. We, we love Jesus. It tells us that he's coming, and so we anticipate. It's kind of simple. Um, but um, we don't want to do, do what uh, um, some of the false prophets in the past have done, where um, and I'm thinking, you know, we're still inside of 2011 here. I mean, this was a big year for the the followers of Harold Camping. Um, he had set a date and um, 100% sure this time <laughs> yeah. that our Lord was coming. Uh, how do we avoid falling into a pit uh, trap like that? Particularly when the scriptures are so clear. Mark has a yeah. Uh, yeah. marked a verse there that I'd uh, well, it's an, like it's for him to read. Mark 13, it says, Mark thirteen thirty two. but concerning the day or the hour, no man knows, not even the angels in heaven, nor the Son, but the Father. Mm-hmm. And then it, of course, says, be on guard, keep awake. Mm-hmm. You know, so we don't know. We don't know when we he is know. coming again. We don't know. We, and, we would like to know, wouldn't we? Yeah. <laughs> That's the human yeah. nature, I think. Well, curiosity, yes, yeah. uh, out of curiosity. Yeah. But there is great virtue in being patient and letting mm-hmm. the Lord unfold his plan yeah. as he himself, in his wisdom, does. Yeah. Uh but that's such a clear passage. It's difficult for me to even understand how anyone who has a, an understanding of the scriptures at all would dare to try to prophesy and predict the second coming of Christ. Mm. I know there are those who say, well, it, it, we don't know the day, but we can know the season. My friend, I think you have misunderstood the import of Scripture if you talk like that. Yes. Yeah. Uh, this this is knowledge that God alone has. And uh, at the right moment, at the right time, he will reveal himself in his son, Jesus Christ, mm-hmm. just as he did the first time, in the fullness of time. And we didn't know when the fullness of time was then. Did those disciples know? No. Mm-hmm. 
But uh, they did afterwards. In the fullness of time, God sent forth his son, born of a woman, born under the law. Mm -hmm. And and so our our focus, this is interesting, too. I I mean, we have a a blessed hope of of the second coming of Christ. And yet we're like... um, we're like the disciples in in the first century, really. When um, remember in the first chapter of the book of Acts, um, where Jesus is quoted as saying, "For John truly baptized with water, but you shall be baptized with the Holy Spirit not many days from now." And then the response came. Therefore, when they had come together, they asked him, "Lord, will you at this time restore the kingdom to Israel?" And he said to them, "It is not for you to know times or seasons." which the Father has put in his own authority. And he just doesn't stop there, but he gives them what they are supposed to be doing. He says, but you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit Mm -hmm. has come upon Mm -hmm. you. You shall be witnesses to me in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, to the end of the earth. It's like, okay, our Lord himself has given us uh, this great commission. He says, okay, fellas, this is what I want you focused on. Of course you're going to be wanting to see me again. You're going to be longing Mm -hmm. for my second coming. But in the meantime, there is a lot of work to do. (laughs) Yeah, that's right. And that's the thing why he says stay awake. Keep awake. Be alert. Be anticipating it. A lot of what we see in the current historic situation would say, you know, Christ is coming probably in our generation. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, we have to realize many of those circumstances also occurred during the time of the Reformation, during various other times in history, and I think intentionally so, because God wants us to anticipate that he will come, and that's the key thing. He will come, whether he does it tomorrow whether he does oh, it yeah. in a thousand years. There's no he question. will come. And of course, uh, Peter says that he delays his coming so that he might show and display That's his right. mercy and salvation. That's so right. he's gracious, isn't he, yes. by delaying this That's coming. Right. And again, it just reminds us of the, the priority that we're to have in our lives of of uh, uh, spreading the gospel of Christ, of, of loving people, uh, taking care of our families, um, helping our local churches, all of this. And, and, of course, we're looking for his coming, but to do this other is like um, antithetical to uh, the commission that our Lord has given to us. Yeah, and one of the things that I think that is a problem with that is when you have people who are making all kinds of, of crazy predictions, they don't happen, a lot of other people will be sitting by and saying, look, you know, mm-hmm. they said it was going to happen, didn't happen. Uh, there's no Jesus that's coming again. And, well, that, and, that happens, too. You're, yeah. you're right. Uh, people's, people's faith are undermined, overthrown. It really is. That's right. And it says, so. and, and Second Peter said, this is what's going to happen. He said, knowing that, first of all, that in the scoffers will come in the last days, and, mm-hmm. and scoffing following their own sinful desires, they will say, where is the promise of his coming? For ever since the fathers have fallen asleep, all things are continuing as they were from the beginning. Mm-hmm. For they deliberately overlooked the fact that the heavens existed long ago, the earth was formed out of the water and through the water, and that by means of these, the world that then existed was deluged with water and perished. Mm. And so we, we see, he says, you know, that's the same, what everybody mm-hmm. said just before the flood. You know, uh, no, we never had a flood like this. It's not yes, going to happen. yes. And and yet God did. I once heard a minister say that God's harvest is not always in October. 
<laughs> and uh, of course, there will be a harvest, uh, but it is not always linked uh, to the times that we have in our head. Right. Yes, and it is a great disservice, of course, to the entire Christian world when we have prophets who come forth who try to tickle us, oh yes, uh, our ears with kind of some kind of special insight that they have. Yeah. Or even the crass predictions that some will even go on to make. Yeah. Knowing what the Bible says and how that these times are hid from us. We are not to right. know them or play with them. I found it uh, upsetting when uh, Harold Camping uh, spent millions on billboards announcing a date that God says that he didn't have knowledge of. I, I found this very troubling and uh, realizing that the mockers, the, the God-haters, this is just giving them great opportunity to curse and to mock true Christianity uh, because of, of this action. It also is upsetting to me, Dan, to hear a TV evangelist come on a television and say that uh, you have to support this ministry because yes. we hasten the Lord's coming. Uh, this kind of money-raising yes. scheme using what yeah. I would consider a holy yes. uh, revelation from God uh, in his own time mm-hmm. – uh, is an abuse of of the people. Yes, uh, to to raise money. I I don't understand those things. You know, the scriptures just simply say, "Occupy until I come." That's it. Yeah. yeah. Don't go to sleep. Stay That's alert. Right. Uh, watch and pray. Right. Uh, it is likely, and I don't know when the Lord is coming, but it is likely that we will we will go to Him through our natural death than it is that he will break right. into history in our lifetime. Yes. But one day he will. He will. And, and then, that's the important point. You know, Dan, you mentioned how badly you felt for the waste of all that money. Um, I feel bad also for the waste of, of time that some people spend speculating. Oh, yeah. You know, instead of studying the scriptures and, and, and looking at it and saying, well, how should I then live? Yes. Knowing that Christ is coming again, they spend time trying to speculate, well, when is this going to happen? When is that going to happen? And that's, to me, that's, uh, for the most part, a waste mm-hmm. of time. Well, I'm just looking at the clock here, and I realize that, oops, we're almost out of time already for the program today. Uh, how about some wrap-up thoughts? We're talking about the whole season of Advent and with a special focus on the second coming of Christ. The second coming of Christ, of course, is the great uh, blessed hope of the Church. There is no question about it. Uh, but we must not engage, uh, as we've been talking about in speculations. We must proclaim the plain teaching of Scripture until Jesus comes in his own time, in his own way, uh, for our sin. Mm-hmm. He died, and he comes again for without sin unto salvation. That's the blessed hope. It yeah. is. Yeah. Amen to that. This is the second coming. We know what's going to happen. The question is, what have you done with the first coming? Mm. Have you believed it, and have you trusted that Jesus who came the first time to die on the cross, as Dr. Vance said? Mm. You know. Amen. Well, today we've been talking about the whole season of Advent, the second coming of Christ, how appropriate it is for us to look forward to his second coming, yet not fall into the trap of setting dates and times that we are not privy to, that God has kept 
from us. We hope that today's discussion has been helpful and a blessing to you. If you have any questions, please contact us. Our email address is ministry at redeemerbroadcasting.org. In the studio with us today, the Reverend Mark Diedrich and Dr. John Vance. This entire episode is up on our website. For Redeemer Broadcasting, I'm Dan Elmendorf. Please join us again next week at the same time for another edition of A Plain Answer. Bye.